How do you handle the Las Vegas backfield in week 17? What should your trust level be in Ezekiel Elliott with everything on the line? And how do you make all the right calls with so many injury questions with a pair of million-dollar grand prizes at stake? Plus, the FFPC main event leader, Mike Mann, will swing in to break down the Texans with the return of C.J. Stroud, why Ty Chandler might be a must-start for you in championship week, and much more. We've got a great show for you. Farrell Elliott is here. I'm Eric Balkman. Stick around. Your high-stakes fantasy football hour starts now. Can't stand the pressure. I've seen greater men Broadcast live and heard around the world, you are now watching the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet. Welcome to the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com with your hosts Eric Balkman and Farrell Elliott. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is your home for analysis from the best players in the world. And now, because no one else was available, here are Eric Baltman and Farrell Elliott. Solace in the scripture, are we not all our father's sons? I became a man, nobody ever told me what a man was. Welcome in. Thank you, Rob, and greetings and salutations to all you Balkaholics uh, and Ferelliacs, for that matter. Welcome to the latest episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MYFFPC.com, MyFFPC.com, the home of the Fantasy Football Players Championship, MyFFPC.com. I am your slightly above average host, Eric Balkman. My co-host is the definitive commissioner of fantasy football, Mr. Farrell Elliott. Coming up on tonight's show, Farrell and I are going to jockey for position on the Arizona pass catchers without Marquise Brown in Week 17, whether Patrick Mahomes needs to be benched again, and much more, plus the FFPC main event leader with just one week to go. Mike Mann is going to drop by for a conversation on Stephon Diggs, whether he should be in your lineup this week. The Miami Dolphins without Jalen Waddell and much more. If you want to connect with us on the X machine, you can do so at HSFF Hour. That's the show. At Eric Balkman. That's me. And of course, check out the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship at KFFSC.com. That's KFF. SC.com. That's the one that Farrell runs. It's the one I'm participating in. Fingers crossed for a big week 17 for me there. And you can post on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash HSFF hour as well. Email the show as so many of you have and so many of you continued to do over the last few years. Facebook, uh, excuse me, high stakes fantasy football at gmail.com. And if you have any questions for us, definitely send them in now. We'll try to get to all the chat room questions, all the tweets and the emails and the fantasy feedback segment coming up later on in the show. Thanks to our audio engineer, my best friend Bryce, and our producer and mutual friend Rob. Want to remind everybody about some things that are going on with the FFPC right now as we are doing our final show of 2023. Anytime we do our final show of the year, it means things are brewing and things are about ready to go uh, and kick off here with the FFPC. One of those things is something we've been doing all season. It's the FFPC Weekly Challenge. Just go to myffpc.com, myffpc.com, and play in the Weekly Challenge. There's no draft. There's no salary cap. You just choose 10 players or 12 players by the cutoff uh, tomorrow, which I believe is, I want to say, 8.15 Eastern time. And then Sunday, obviously, by 1 p.m. We have one game tomorrow. Uh, the Lions and Cowboys, actually the highest total of the week too in that game. So you probably want to get those guys in on your weekly challenge rosters. Remember only one player per NFL team. You want Goff, you can't have Amon Ross St. Brown. You want CeeDee Lamb, you can't have Dak Prescott. 
uh, $35 to enter, or you can enter for $200 as well. You can win up to $2,500. The rules for this are the exact same as the world famous FFPC playoff challenges. Uh, two great contests, and it is the same awesome format you've been playing in for damn near the better part of two decades here. No draft or salary cap. Just choose the 12 players you want to go throughout the rest of the postseason uh, by the first game of wildcard weekend. That's what locks uh, your roster in. And once your roster is locked in, you just watch those points pile up for the duration of the postseason all the way up to the big game. Or if the NFL is not watching the Super Bowl, you get double points for that as well. So make sure anybody you pick, uh, make sure you got two guys in there that you feel are going to get buku points, double points in the Super Bowl as well. You can win up to $500,000. Yeah, that's right. We have a $500,000 grand prize if you want to enter at the $200 level. If you just want to enter at the $35 level, hey, you're going to have a lot of fun as well. And you could still win $100,000. That's at myffpc.com, myffpc.com. Uh, remember to like this video, subscribe to the channel, comment on the video, share and get notified every time we go live, share it with your friends, share it with your enemies. A guy who I would never, ever in a million years consider my enemy is the guy I want to bring on right now at KFFSC official at J Farrell Elliott on the X, of course, KFFSC.com. My good friend and the definitive commissioner of fantasy football, the one, the only, the Jay Farrell Elliott. Farrell, it's our final show of, of uh, 2023. I will wish you an early happy 2024, my friend. Well, buddy, that's, doesn't that sound great, 2024? And you're coming in it very clean. Look at this haircut and beard wax you got going on. The skin looks good. Looks like Christmas was good to you. You're throwing around <laughs> French words like beaucoup in the introduction. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I'm just impressed with everything you got going on. And the Dizzle is in the chat room. It's a great, it's going to be a great night, right? We, we can't yeah. help but have it be to, a great night. What a way to say uh, so long to 2023. It's uh, it's a good way to do it. Um, and it, uh, probably even a better way to do it is attack some of these questions we're already okay. getting uh, in the chat room right now. Our resident Ivy League professor leading things off tonight. Fantasy Pros issued bold predictions uh, for Week 17, and one of them is that Saquon Barkley is going to be a massive bust this week. Do we agree with that, Farrell? The uh, New York Giants are taking on the Los Angeles Rams at home, and they're a home dog. I think it's a five-and-a-half-point deficit the Giants are facing this week uh, against the Rams. It's Aaron Donald, It's and, and not a ton else on that Rams defense, but by hook or by crook, they've been um, ham and egging it the second half of the season and putting together some decent performances. Do you think Saquon Barkley is a massive bust this week? And I guess the point we need to ask is, um, is he a guy that you want to bench this week in favor of, you know, if, if you have some other, other options, um, you think about Jameer Gibbs, you think about Kenneth Walker, uh, Tony Pollard, all guys that might've been drafted after Barkley. Maybe you could start one of those guys in place of Barkley. Do you view Barkley as a bust this week in week 17? For such a really smart guy, Hudson Kern Reeves has a lot of questions. I mean, they're good questions. We need a little context. Does he have information about Barkley that we don't know? I, I've seen the, the only thing he's saying is that fantasy pros in their bold predictions post listed Barkley as a massive bust this week. They're just What's trying to get, they're just trying to get attention. That's all those, you know, they're just trying to get attention. I mean, why would Barkley be why would Barkley be uh, a bust uh you know the rams defense is a stout defense uh, when they decide to show up and play they're doing so very very well this year with with their the end of the season i but you know barkley is a true professional and he is one of the things that this team has 
you know, okay, I'll make a giant prediction. Let's don't talk about bust. Let's go back to the tight end. I'm going to predict that Waller has a big game. What do you think? Really? Yeah, I think that his, uh, I think his relationship with the, with the um, backup quarterback Taylor is is a good one. I think they probably, uh, I think they probably spent time lamenting about their season and would like to go out on a bang. So there's my positive prediction. Oh, there's there's a positive about uh, Darren Waller. You don't get that everywhere. Not everywhere. No. Here on the but show maybe again. it'll get somebody's attention, just like <laughs> fantasy pros do. Yeah. Um, James Hicks, our good buddy, uh, hey. he he has a lineup decision here. Farrell, he has to sit one of these guys: Bijan Robinson, Tony Pollard. James Cook or Alvin Kamara. Certainly this is not an enviable. Uh, well, I mean, I guess it's an enviable position to be in if it's like week two or three, uh, but week 17, you got to narrow it down between these guys. This is a, a really, really tough decision to make. Kamara, I think missed practice today, but it's an illness. So I'm not necessarily uh, too concerned about that. I still love James Cook. I mean, outside of last week, he's been putting up big numbers here too. I think it comes down to Bijan Robinson or, or Tony Pollard. You know, the fact that, um, that game is such a high total on Saturday night. I think like 52 and a half, 53 right now. Hard for me to say like, oh, you're going to bench Tony Pollard. So I think I'm going to start him. I can't believe I'm saying this. My co-host for my local fantasy football show is saying, finally, Balky, you've come over to the dark side. I'm saying bench Bijan Robinson here. Absolutely not. You're going to bench Pollard because uh, <laughs> Bijan can score anywhere on the field and Pollard gets unlikely to score within the 10 yard line. There's been a lot of problems with that. Um, yeah, that's what we're going to do. It depends on what you need, but all right. of those players, let's just, let's just guy, let's just play the guys that have the biggest opportunity to make the biggest plays and score you the most points in fantasy football. But I'm not answering that James Hicks question until I get a commitment of him to playing in the uh, <laughs> sweet 16, which yeah. I think may, you know, he was sitting on the fence. I think he may have fallen over to the proverbial dark side as you're talking about yeah exactly um let's uh let's hey, the, 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 the dizzle chimed in with something you want to bench a guy like that yeah well like, here's the thing like i can't i'm i'm a weak man farrell i cannot yeah. i cannot bench barkley this week and i won't bench barkley this week no. ricardo martinez has a seattle seahawks question here uh zach charbonnet or jackson smith and jigba they're obviously both on the same team, which means they're both at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm playing JSN over Charbonnet this week. I am too. Um, what might be what's – what's the, what's the total on that one? Do you have it at, at your fingertips? Uh, I, mean, I, w- I will shortly. Go ahead. Well, it, it's a situation there where that could become a chaser game. I think we were all pretty ex- uh, surprised by what uh, 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 Rudolph – uh, did at quarterback for Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And so it, I expect that offense to travel and put some points on the board and Seattle will have to react in kind. 41 and a half is what I'm looking at. That's Seahawks a low number, but you know, we'll see. Um, by the way, everybody's agreeing with you on that uh, Hicks question. Dizzle saying bench Pollard. Uh, Hudson Kern Reeve is, is, is saying bench Pollard. He also says start Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, chiming in with Zach Charbonnet may not start. Yeah, Kenneth Walker could be playing. I love when the Dizzle agrees with me. He also agrees that Hicks should hurry up and sign up for Super Bowl. That, that's a whole other thing. Right, exactly. Everybody, I thought that's what you were talking about. Yeah, no, no, no. And I should be. That's all we yeah, should be talking about, quite frankly. Um, yeah, Bijan Robinson, the other thing, too, as the Dizzle brings this up, is dude's catching a lot of passes or at least getting thrown to uh, a lot of, you know, getting a lot of uh, attempts at pass catches, uh, which is huge in fantasy football. So, I don't know. Maybe I got to rethink the Pollard thing, but I'm telling and, you, 
And that John, that game could be a massive, massive game for Pollock. Go ahead, Farrell. And John Terry's got a comment that would make you believe that he opened for Rodney Dangerfield back in the days. You know, right. it, it's that's that's a good one too. Yeah, but very, yeah for yeah. those of you who uh, had Dolly Parton on your HSFFO or bingo card, go ahead and cross that off tonight. She's a Dallas Terry. Cowboy part-time cheerleader. <laughs> Thanksgiving weekend, that's I true. saw it. That's true. Yep. Yeah, what a performance that she put on too. She was I, I wasn't as huge of a fan as Tony Romo was, Dolly, uh, but, but I was I was a fan. Tony uh, gets excited. John Terry chiming in. Uh, he's really beat up. He needs two uh, from from this uh, pool of players: Demarcus Robinson from the Rams, Tajay Spears from the Titans, KJ Osborne at home against the Packers, and then Dalton Kincaid in the FFPC. You know, tight end premium scoring. I'm going to tell you Kincaid right away. I'm a little bit nervous about Jordan Addison's uh, ankle, but I still think he's going to go. And which would make uh, Osborne the third uh, option on that on that team. So I don't know if I can go uh, forward with him. Demarcus Robinson's been sneaky good the last two or three weeks. Um, you know, out touching uh, Tutu Atwell, a guy that has um, you know he he didn't have the big effect on Puka Nakua last week, but he has been getting in the end zone. Stafford's looking towards him. I think I'm going to say Robinson and Kincaid here, Farrell. Mm. Oh, he gets two of these guys. Well, he doesn't mm. have a problem at all, John Terry. And Demarcus Robinson is the player who's one of the several receivers that Kansas City is missing this year. And it's a, he's an elongated player that makes great touches. He's gotten better every year, and he's always been around the 40-catch number. But I like the way he's playing. And, yeah. you know, we think about him. We, we've had limited exposure to him on the field as a percent of snaps. But this player – is is one of those wily veterans that he's 29 years old and he's yeah. reacting. He he's around a team of superior wide receivers and he knows how to get open. And, you know, you've got a quarterback here that knows how to go through the progressions and you've got a good offensive line. You've got a run game that's clicking and, you know, he's tall and long and he catches touchdowns, pucks the ball out of the air. That's the guy you want. Um, yeah, you're, you're probably right. Didn't Kincaid, if Osborne looked really, really good last week. Well, I, I don't know. I, I Listen, I don't – did Osborne look really, really good? I last thought week? he did. You know, I'm going to look that up I don't right have now. the numerical background to, to, to give you that, but from what I can remember – and I, I apologize for not seeming so mathematically prepared tonight, but it's been a weird day in the transfer portal, Walkie. That's I all I can tell you. It's just it, isn't hard. every day a weird day in the transfer portal? Yeah, but this is loading up, my friend. It's just <laughs> loading up. Uh, you're, you, you were right, though. Your brain was not scrambled enough okay. to not remember this. Five catches, 95 yards, and a touchdown. Hard to, hard to shoot the horse that wins the race, ball. And, and Yeah, exactly. And I'm going to say this, too. Like, um, uh, Hudson Reeve, I'm of one mind with him on this. You know, you only play K.J. Osborne if Addison doesn't play. The problem is that is the Sunday night game. So you're mm. not going to be able to know, officially at least, about Addison until, you know, whatever that is. Hudson Kern Reeve believes that there's only an opportunity to feed one receiver there. Right. And and as uh, John Terry points out, too, the new quarterback concerns of Jaron Hall. We don't know. Maybe he's really good. Maybe he stinks. We, 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 we don't know. Now, the Packers defense is any kind of um, uh, indicator. You would think that he's going to be pretty good on Sunday night. And for a lot of yards. But we don't know that for sure. Um, uh, the- Jaron Hall, uh, lock on your first receiver and throw the ball. We'll tuck the ball under his arm and take off running. Uh, it, it, but again, this makes me think Osborne would be the play here. Uh, quick release to the receiver, uh, um, and the crossing route would be in order here 
yeah, I, I, I like Osborne this week. For what it's worth, the last time that the Vikings played the Packers, the first meeting this year, Justin Jefferson did not play in that game, but Osborne did catch eight balls for 99 yards. So there mm-hmm. is that as well. Uh, if you want to roll the dice, put it this way. You know, if you're playing in the main event of Fantasy Pro Championship, the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship main event, you need to make up some some scores or, or some points. Then I think you can make the case for having Osborne be your starter there at that point. What um, are you talking about rolling the dice? You got plans for after the show? What, no, no, your, I'm t- no, no, no. I, I'm you, know, you got me a little excited there. You know, <laughs> well, so, Farrell, someday soon, you and I no. will roll the dice. Officially. There you go. For hundreds and thousands and millions of dollars. Well, let's go crazy now. Let's go crazy indeed. I'll tell you a guy who's going crazy right now because he's only, what, three days away from finding out whether he's going to be an FFPC millionaire. Let's bring him in right now, ladies and gentlemen. He's only been playing in the FFPC season-long competitions for four years, but he's already got multiple league titles to his name, both at the FFPC level and the FPC level right now. He stands above everybody else heading into week 17 of the FFPC main event. The driver's seat is uh, occupied by him in the chase for the $1 million grand prize, and we got him on the show tonight. Please welcome on to the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour, the Sensations franchise owner, Mr. Mike Mann. Mike, there he is. happy early New <laughs> Year's Eve. Thanks for joining us tonight, man. Oh, thanks, Eric. Appreciate it. Thanks, Farrell. Appreciate oh. you having me. Good to see you. Where did your Sensations name come from? I mean, I think oh, I'm, a, I'm a lifelong Saints fan. Oh, then uh, I know. You know, yeah. Then I, know. <laughs> I had it a long, long time ago, standing next to Kenny Stabler in a All right, watering name. spot in New Orleans, and a girl flashed her eyes at me and said, "I'm a Sensation," and I just, yeah. that'll spell you on a lot of things, right there, buddy. Congratulations, and Balky, you know. This is a kind of man from New Orleans that you would expect to come in and to not be concerned about the mojo or the situation or what he might bring to his team. He shows up. He, he's, he's bringing it out. He's, he's basically here to talk about it. He's not worried about anything. He's coming in to win. This is this, He's likely – you come back next week and talk about winning, will you? Right. That's, that's the right. thing. That, that's the thing, Mike. So number one, thanks for coming on. Number two, we're excited to have you because a lot of times this year, people who are in the top five, top 10, or even leading the whole thing like you are, they don't want to come on. They don't want to jinx it. But you're like, you Living know what? In fear. Living in Jinxes fear. be darned. I got myself up here at this point. I'm going to go out and win the, the, the whole that's darn right. thing. So thank you for hopping that's aboard right. tonight. Um, can I ask you, um, so number one, I, w- I want you to tell us a little bit about well, um, your profession, your career, um, and, and if there's any fantasy football crossover there, that would be cool. If not, no big deal. And then number two, um, you look at the leaderboard heading into this week or, or after the Monday night game, uh, and you see yourself up at the top. Tell us what that feeling's like. Yeah, uh, a little nervous. Um, happy to be on top, but um, know that there's a lot of solid teams right behind me. A lot of people behind me have uh, a lot of players in that Detroit-Dallas game, which uh, could shoot out. So, um, not not feeling great being in the um, in the lead, in the leader seat, but you know, football's a weird game, and anything can happen. And uh, so, we'll see. I'd rather be in first place than second or third, or you know, further down the leaderboard. So, it's always so, better yeah. to be up at top, uh, up at the top. That's, that's right. That's worth it. Um, Every let's, point matters. Uh, Every point, it does matter. And, and I'll tell you what, 
a guy who actually was on the show just a few weeks ago when he was up at the top of the fantasy pros championship chiming in right now. And Mike, I'll throw this to you first, Farrell, you can weigh in on it, but he's got a choice between David Montgomery and Najee Harris this week. Now, Mike, you just said, you know, you're worried about uh, these guys uh, below you in the, on the leaderboard that have a lot of action in that lions Cowboys game. So you're obviously nervous about what could happen in that game. It's the highest total of the week, 52 and a half. Najee Harris to me is still splitting time with Jalen Warren. And if you can't tell, this is a leading way of telling you, I would rather play Montgomery over Harris this week. Mike, what would you rather do? I'm the same way. I mean, I know uh, Gibbs had the big game last week, but I think part of that, I think Montgomery maybe came out of the game for a few series Mm -hmm. and that's where Gibbs really stepped up. So, you know, that could have easily been Montgomery getting a few uh, goal line touchdowns. So, Mm -hmm. Uh, I think both those guys are good plays, and um, that, that's going to be a game with a lot of points. So I think I'd lean towards Montgomery as well. Yeah, Easy Montgomery choice. for both of us. Farrell, you're saying Montgomery as well? Easy choice. Uh, Harris has been the mystery man, although that's a good question for you because it's been rare to find guys that liked Harris. And a lot of guys were completely off of him going to the draft, like that's something you don't know. But I, I – you know – our event here in Kentucky and the FFPC uh, live in Las Vegas draws a great group from the, from the breadbasket of professional football, Ohio. And everyone is excited uh, about the Browns, the, 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 the core Browns fans, you know, Jason Kahn and John Anderson and those guys, Balky. But, you know, it was hard to find – Amongst the pool of players in Las Vegas and here, it was it was difficult to find anybody that was really willing to jump on the bandwagon and, and say, Deshaun Watson, all these other Browns, I'm going deep on Browns. And the ones on your roster, Cooper, Njoku, Watson, later Flacco picked up off waivers. What makes you such a believer in the Cleveland Browns who have uh, recently made a believer out of all of us? Yeah, I'm not sure I was, uh, you know, fully on board with Cleveland in the preseason, but I was on board. I thought I think Amari Cooper is a great player. Uh, I thought he was getting um, he was sliding a little bit in drafts. um, And I thought, you know, he was going to have a productive year. I always like drafting tight ends with athleticism. So the Joku, I think, is always a solid player. Um, And so it just so happened I got both those guys and I really wanted to focus on getting pairing some wide receivers and tight ends with quarterback. Uh, so Deshaun Watson kind of fell to me and I thought, you know, there's, there's a, there's always a chance he can go back to being a top five quarterback. Um, so let's just go ahead and, and roll the dice and see if he can get some of that magic back. Now Cleveland's been great. Deshaun was uh, a little hit or miss during the year. Mm-hmm. And um, when he went out for an injury, I said, well, I'm already you know, already invested in Cooper and Njoku. Let's just go ahead and get Flacco in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had no idea Flacco would do what he's doing right now. I mean, no I one did. Anyone did. No. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> it's it's a, it's a, it's absolutely incredible. Did you get the defense? Did you get the Browns kicker? Did you? Where were you on the running backs with Ford and Hunt? And, and you know, yeah, I didn't have. Uh, I, I mean, I thought Chubb would have a great year. Um, yeah. It's really unfortunate what happened with him. Um, I drafted Ford in a bunch of leagues. Um, I don't think he's on, he's not on this team, but uh, you know, I, I think Cleveland's, you know, they're, they're a solid franchise, obviously well-coached. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I think Cleveland as a whole has, has been really showed up. I mean, I don't think anyone thought they'd win. What are they, they have 10 wins, 11 wins? I mean, 11 wins. Pretty, yeah, 11 wins. Pretty amazing. So, especially, uh, the and then, yeah, I mean, last week Flacco had the, I mean, yesterday Flacco had the game of his life. The week before that, he had the game of his life. Uh, I was just fortunate to play him because I was going to play Cooper and Najoku. I said, might as well play Flacco with him. Uh, and you got Flacco and you're starting him. Who, who'd you start him over on your team? Uh, Kyler Murray. Yeah, that's easy choice. Good job. Yeah. But you have Kyler Murray in there right now, right? I, and I benched Flacco uh, oh. Thursday night. I was a little bit on the fence. And then when, when Cooper was ruled out, you know, uh, I, I, I took Flacco out. I also, I think, I think Murray could have a good, a good week, but yeah, looking back at it, probably, you know, well, wish I would have okay. played Flacco. Were you but, drinking heavily? No, Farrell, no yeah. I'm going to stop you on this one. So yeah. Mike, I'm with you on this. Like mm. we didn't know. And like Kyler Murray's sick right now. We think he's going to play, but we'll, we'll find out. But Flacco was going up against the Jets defense, Sauce Gardner, mm-hmm. DJ Reed, without Amari Cooper. Like, if you saw what he did last night coming, then go out yeah. and buy a lottery ticket and get out. Oh, no, no, no. I'm telling well, you. The like, Jets, I can, the Jets I, give up 180 yards a right. game or something like that, and Flacco almost had 300 in the first half. <laughs> it's just – it's unbelievable. I never in a million – they play that game 100 times. That result comes up one, maybe two times of what yeah. we saw last night. And honestly – the second half of that game last night, that was kind of what we expected, right? Uh, a knockdown, drag it out, slugfest, brick rock fight between two teams. You saw all these touchdowns scored in the first half. You saw none scored in the second half. So I don't yeah. fault you at all for, for sitting Flacco in, in favor of Kyler Murray. And 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 as uh, as uh, the Dizzle's pointing out, Murray's going to throw for a ton this week as long as he plays. You got to listen. He's got it. Yeah. Fluids. IV rest, get his butt on the field against Philly this week. That's what you got to hope for at this point. Hey, I want to go back to the YouTube chat uh, right now, guys, real quick for another question from our buddy. I believe this is Dom Gazzetti's question. He had a quarterback question. Uh, yeah, it is Dom. Um, he's faced with uh, the same decision he's been looking at the last couple of weeks at quarterback Baker Mayfield and uh, Tua Tunga Vailoa. Baker Mayfield at home against your Saints, Mike, and then Tua Tunga-Vailoa goes on the road against the Ravens. I'm kind of with the dizzle on this one. He says he prefers Baker Mayfield. I think I do too. Mike, I know this is weird. If you were faced this decision, Tua Tunga-Vailoa probably carried you throughout most of the season, but Baker Mayfield's been white hot right now. He's got another good matchup this week in the Saints. I think I'd play Mayfield over Tunga-Vailoa. What would you do, man? Yeah, I think that Saints Bucks game has a chance to be pretty high scoring. So um, I, I think I'd I'd probably lean towards Baker. Um, you get a little bit of rup, rushing upside, um, but I, I don't think you can go wrong. I think both those guys will do well. I, I would never want to start a quarterback against that uh, Baltimore defense. Right. That's, that's that's just what I think. So yeah, and uh, you know Baker's got a complement of of great wide receivers who are getting healthy. Doesn't necessarily have a tight end, but I don't know if he needs it. <laughs> he may not. He may not. Um, let's do this. Um, I, I, I know we don't like to talk about drafts this late in the year, but I'm always kind of curious at how you construct, how people construct their teams. Mm-hmm. And I look at what you did here, Mike, and we had John mm-hmm. Donaldson on last week, and he waited till God, I want to say the ninth or the tenth round to take his first tight end, and it was David and Joku. You did the same thing in this draft. You waited until the eighth round to take in Joku. Two running backs, five wide receivers in your first seven rounds. No quarterbacks or tight ends in there. Is that 
normal for how you like to build your teams in the FFPC? Was this kind of an outlier or is this, uh, you know, is, is positional structure in the first eight or nine rounds, not something of a high, uh, of high import to you when you're drafting your teams? Yeah, I'll usually wait for running backs and tight ends. I, I feel like you can usually find some guys late in the drafts and in free agency um, that, that can kind of suit your team well. I mean, this year you got C.J. Stroud. I mean, you got Joe Flacco on my team, tight ends. You got Joe Koo. You got Trey McBride. Mm. Those guys I think you can feel running back same way. I mean, there's so many running back injuries. So uh, I, I think you can wait uh, to draft those positions and really focus on – getting some pass catchers in there. Um, I, you know, it's not how I always do it. If, it, if a top quarterback will, will, you know, falls a little bit. I mean, I think I had a team that I drafted Josh Allen in the middle of the third round. I had drafted uh, Stefan Diggs in the first round, wanted to pair him with his quarterback. So every once in a while, you know, I'll jump on a top tier quarterbacks, but if I don't get one of those top two or three guys, I'll, I'll wait and, um, you know, go with a Watson uh, go with a, you know, he got hurt, but a Kirk Cousins or something like that, and and uh, just roll that way. And, and you know, that's right, Mike, because the recipe for success in 2022 said get you one of those top quarterbacks, FFPC, get you one of those top tight ends. But that wasn't, it, it, it didn't, every year is different, and this year has been completely different. So, um, I, I like what you did there. I, you mentioned Stefan Diggs, uh, Buffalo finally turns to some semblance of a rushing game. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, what we think is one of the better receivers in the game and a, and a fantasy producer of excellence disappears. Uh, what's going on with the Bills and Stefan Diggs? And is there a situation now that, like you said, get some pass catchers? Are your pass catchers you drafted further on down the line? Are you going to play them in front of Diggs? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, it's what Joe Brady, uh, former LSU coach, their offensive coordinator now, you know, ever since he was installed calling plays, it's the the offense is running through uh, James Cook. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's definitely concern there with, with Steph Diggs. I mean, you also got Belichick on the other side who normally likes to take away that top option for the other team. Good um, so, yeah, I guess you got to be concerned, but it's still Stefan Diggs. I mean, it, it's not like he's forgotten how to get open. He hadn't forgotten how to catch. I mean, it's still the top receiver in one of the top offenses with the top quarterback in the NFL. So it, I, I think if you have him, you got to play him. What, what bothers me about him is he's not a guy that, handles the second fiddle. Balky and I were talking a couple weeks ago. You know, when do we know that Mike Evans has two bad games in a row? You know, it's just it's it's a new week. Diggs seems to keep a little chip on his shoulder about not being the guy all the time. And that's what troubles me uh about him. So yeah, I just it does seem also like some of those other top receivers, they scheme to get the ball to those guys like the Amon St. Brown. Oh yeah. Um you know they tra- Justin Jefferson. I mean they are yeah. Yeah, C.D. Lamb. Uh, it seems like the Bills are just good with, you know, whoever's open is getting the ball. Um, you know, Josh Allen's not necessarily just forcing it to him. So I, I may be wrong. I haven't watched, you know, all the Bills plays, but um, it seems like those other guys are that they're putting a concerted effort into. Yeah, in, you don't in, always in, do that. Same, in that same theme, guys, and nobody's brought it up in, in the chat room, so I'll just throw one out there. You know, Devontae Adams is coming off a, a dreadful game. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you what do you do with him? 
this coming week? Would it be two in a row? I don't think he turns uh, two bad games in a row. So it's just thought. Yeah. yeah, Raiders at the Indianapolis Colts this week um, at a one one o'clock game on. You know, I think that's more compelling too. I think it's it's much more difficult to bench Diggs. I think Devontae Adams is a little bit more fungible as far as whether you want to start him or bench him, given his quarterback situation, given the fact that um, you know that offense is is nowhere near at the level of of uh, Buffalo. Although Zamir White looked pretty good running the ball uh, last week in in uh, Josh Jacobs' place, so there is something to be said for that as well. Let's go to the uh, the chat room. It's Hazel uh, hanging out watching us on YouTube tonight. Any opinions on Clyde Edwards Hilaire? All DNPs this week, but it's because of sickness. And Isaiah Pacheco, lo and behold, he comes in and quietly has a limited practice today coming off the concussion. Now, currently, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is in It's Hazel's Flex. Um, Mike, any insight on this uh, Chiefs situation? Because this is a 425 game on Sunday, and you're just not going to have the luxury to wait until inactives are out. Yeah, I I I, uh, I I was dead wrong on this one. When uh, Pacheco went down with the shoulder injury, I I, I picked up Daenerys Prince in a bunch of leagues. Who's maybe <laughs> you know he was like the fourth running back because I thought C I thought Ceh was toast. I mean I thought he was done. I didn't think they would go. I thought I thought they bring in a new you know young young leg. So I was dead wrong on that. And uh, Clyde Edwards looked great uh, that one week where he was the starter. Um, so I don't know if you have some uh, flexibility on being able to wait for that three thirty kickoff. Um, you know, I would hold off, but I don't know if you can risk it. Pacheco's it seems like a a warrior, and he's going to play uh, in a, what seems like kind of almost like a must win for Kansas City. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, Mike, Mike, What's John Terry coming in with there, Balky. Uh, John Terry talking about Lamichael Pirine. Lamichael Pirine. Yeah, now, right, fellas, yeah. this is a player that has had 11 transactions on and off the practice squad and roster this year. He's carried the ball one time. And based on what's happening this year, John Terry might be right. LaMichael P. Ryan, 100 yards this weekend. It's just it's facts. It's just going to, you know, it's, it's, it's anything could possibly happen. I don't think anyone has rostered LaMichael P. Ryan. And the, no, the, Chiefs, the Chiefs have been reluctant to do it 11 times. They can't stay it, but I, I felt – uh, I, I've never seen a player move on and off a roster eleven times in one season. It, it, that is bizarre, and and certainly um, he is getting his money's worth with um, you know uh, U-Haul or whatever he's doing with moving everything around. Um, Mike, what if I frame it this way? What if you have Clyde Edwards-Helaire and Isaiah Pacheco? Do you just wait? And mm-hmm. if Pacheco's active, yes. you play Pacheco, and if he's inactive, you play uh, Edwards-Helaire. Is it that simple? Absolutely. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, Pacheco's just. Way more talented at this point. Uh, yeah, I, and uh, Hudson Kern Reeves saying that John Terry should start LaMichael P. Ryan. This <laughs> it's it's a bold strategy, Cotton. <laughs> uh, Ty R., who is hanging out on YouTube tonight. Uh, he's 302nd in the main event, just 301 spots on you, Mike, so you can give him real advice. You don't have to mislead him here. He's 22 <laughs> points out of the top 150. Uh, thanks to Cortland Sutton's uh, zero and benching George Pickens last week. Um, you know what? He's got um, – I thought we had an email on this. Maybe I had the email last night on the show. Um, but Stafford and C.J. Stroud are his two quarterbacks that he's deciding between this week. Matthew Stafford at the Giants, C.J. Stroud coming off the 
uh, concussion or out of the concussion protocol to take on the Titans at home. Mike, to me, this is pretty close. I, I think I lean towards Stroud because I think there's a little bit more upside with him uh, putting up a big score, which is what he needs to try to get into the top 150. What are your thoughts on Stroud versus Stafford this week if you're trying to vault up the leaderboard? Yeah, I'd agree. I also would look at it not necessarily down 22 points out of the top 150, but you're down 152 positions. So you're having to outscore 152 teams plus all the teams behind you. So I would definitely go towards the upside. Um, I'm not afraid to start Stroud at this point. I think he'll hit the ground running, you know, number five or six. Uh, QB five or six for the year before he went down. Yeah. So I wouldn't be afraid to start him at all. Yeah. Current always also chiming in. It's all upside at this stage that so he's saying mm-hmm. start Stroud as well. Speaking of upside, because the Packers rush defense has not only been historically bad this season, but over the last two or three years, is Ty Chandler a must start in the FFPC main event fantasy crows championship this week? Final week of the championship round. Mike, I think you have him in your starting lineup. How good do you feel about him this week? I do. Uh, I, I don't know if he's a, he's a must-start for me because I, I don't have a ton of options uh, at this point. Like the injury bug kind of hit my team. But I, I don't know. I, the only thing I worry about him was, is with uh, Jalen Hall starting. You just don't know. And if, if they go down a little bit, if they go down a couple scores, uh, you know, how many options is – is Ty Chandler going to get? Um, is he going to be in there for pass protection? Uh, I know earlier on in the season, he was really struggling with that. And they were using, uh, you know, they had Madison and they use uh, uh, the fullback a bunch for pass protection as well. So is he going to get any dump offs? Uh, so that's the only thing I worry about is kind of the game script with that game. If, if the Packers go up early, uh, do a situation like last week, where uh, Ty Chandler, you know, he, he he salvaged a decent game by getting a, a goal line touchdown, but uh, he was really not much involved in that game because they were throwing so much. Well, you know, so that's I, how he fails, I think, if, if that happens. I like your commentary on Strauss, so let's stay with the Texans a little bit. Uh, Dalton Schultz came back, had a big game, contributed well. Um what would you do? You know, Singletary has been fantastic, and I'm not so sure everybody is getting him off the benches either. And and he's 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 had he's been a wonderful player in these last few weeks. Who do you like? Or essentially, would you put all these Texans in? We expect Stroud to have a big game. Obviously, we expect uh, upside for the receivers that are left and the tight end. You feel the same way? Yeah, I would. I mean, I would absolutely play Nico Collins. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would probably lean towards if I had Stroud and I had a second piece there, uh, either Schultz or Brown or you know even Singletary. I, I would. I would feel confident starting those guys. As as we I look at twenty twenty four, he's on my team. He's got a little bit. The Titans have been pretty good against the tight end position this year, so I'm a little bit um, nervous for that. But. Um, so, yeah, but I, I would not hesitate to play Stroud and Nico Collins at all. You know, it, it, when you look at this this uh, Texans team, man, they're going to fly off the board in the 2024 drafts, don't you think? I mean, it, it, what you've seen this year with him, I mean, it's – you talk about overpaying. They they might uh, they, they might be the early darlings of the best ball leagues. Yeah, Tank Dell too. Yeah. 
Tank Dell's another interesting guy. Like the Texans, I, I was talking with Dizzle about this today. Um, like I think it's fascinating to think about what's going to happen in these drafts that launch with the FFPC coming up next month. Um, not only with the Texans, but some of these other up and coming teams and the tight ends. You know, Kelsey, another year older. Hawkinson is going to come into the season um, uh, injured. Uh, then you have the rookie tight ends with with Kincaid and Laporta and Musgrave and Mayer and you know all these other guys. And then Trey McBride. Yes. really has come on. Uh, and I know, Mike, you know this firsthand. He's been on your team, a mainstay in your lineup, too. I think that's going to be fascinating uh, to watch as, as, as we go forward here. Let's go to Kyle Couch right now. He is in third place in the Fantasy Pros Championship championship round. He's got to decide between um, – well, he doesn't have to decide between, but your thoughts sort of on the Lions, Mike. We kind of touched on this a little bit earlier. We didn't get into it. But Jared Goff, Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery, are all these guys good starts if you're trying to protect the lead and still try to put up points? Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, I just I think that Dallas Detroit game has a chance to be the highest scoring game. Is it is it the highest total for this week? It is. Uh, according to Vegas, I, I'm guessing it probably will be. Uh, I mean, the only thing I would worry about that is Gibbs and Montgomery um, eating into each other. Um, so I might be a little bit nervous to um, play both those guys. If you're sitting there in third place and making it to the ground, I'd probably lean towards Gibbs a little bit and just hope the game really um, goes off. Dallas scores. Gibbs is catching a bunch of passes. And I, and I think like that, I mean, quite frankly, that could be like a 35, 31 type game. Like you, you mm -hmm. know, it, and it, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Even as good as Dallas's defense has been, Detroit is really talented on offense. Mm -hmm. We got some news today, Mike, that Jalen Waddle is going to be uh, out for week 17. Does this change anything for you? I mean, are you now benching or starting any of your dolphins, um, it, it, you know, differently than you would have with Waddle. You know, I think about guys like Mostert, Achan, and Tungavailoa, I think are the big guys. Hill, it, it obviously didn't affect him at all. It probably doesn't affect Mostert, but guys like Achan, guys like Tungavailoa, does this Waddle thing change anything for you? You know, I, I know Achan hasn't looked as good recently, but, you know, the Dolphins need playmakers, and he's he's one of those guys that can, you know, break one. I think they could use him a little bit more as a receiving role. Uh, maybe some of these bubble screens or out of the backfield. I, I kind of think Achan might be a nice sneaky play. Um, and then Mostert, you know, banged up a little bit. So, you know, maybe he gets a couple more carries. I think we'll get Jeff Wilson involved probably if those guys aren't fully healthy or don't even play. But um, I don't know. I mean, the, the obvious choice is to go into the Cedric Wilson um, – and maybe step in for Waddle, but I, I think maybe Achain will a couple more, couple more targets, a couple more catches. Um, so I, I would maybe, if you're kind of on the fence with that one, I would maybe look to him. I remain a big Cedric Wilson fan, Balky, at that yes. position. Uh, but yeah, they, they're going to need Johnny Allplayer to step up in Miami to to beat this Baltimore team. So that's exactly, man. There's a there's a, a lot of difficult stardom and settlements going on. Uh, you mentioned one team you had that's injury injury riddled, and so your decisions aren't that difficult. Sometimes that's a blessing. Uh, yeah. What what's your toughest decision this weekend? What what's the thing that's really going to trouble you? And it can be with this team that sits in first, but you have other teams too. I mean, just 
Just yeah. one that one that uh, will keep uh, the professor and John Terry up all night. Well, I mean, my hardest decision has already happened where I benched Flacco for Kyler Murray. Well, Bonky was um, all behind that. <laughs> I was. I still am. I still am. Uh, Trust the process. Yeah. We wouldn't use the points even if you could get them. Bonky wouldn't have taken I know. And I was dreaming big. I thought maybe, maybe, maybe there'd be a chance Marquise Brown maybe came back this week after a week off. And, uh, you know, the Eagles defense has been a little bit uh, not not as good this year. So uh, that's what I was kind of thinking with Kyler Murray. Got Trey McBride in there. Was going to maybe sneak in Marquise Brown no. for a big play. But I don't have to worry about that. But, yeah, Waddle being out. Uh, I You know, if, if Pittman – if for some reason Pittman doesn't play, um, I have Josh down there. Maybe, maybe, maybe I consider putting him in. But for the most part, with the injuries that I've had at receiver, it's uh, it's pretty much just plug and play at this point. You, so. you have been a wonderful guest, and I, I completely yeah. regret asking you that question because you've had so – so, he's Trabalki, he's trying to make up a tough – He's trying to make up a tough thing, and he can't get to that because he, he's just you know you're having such a blessed season, and it's been. And I tell you, yeah. the biggest blessing of your season is McBride. Balky ran off a list of tight ends and young tight ends, and they are impressive. You know, the top guys with Andrews gone, Kelsey Laporta, Kittle, and Ingram, and there's going to be a switch next year. But man, you take uh, what you've done with McBride: nine targets a game, fifty-seven catches since he took over from Ertz which projects to possibly 300 catches for the season. It's, it's just been fantastic. He hadn't found the end zone much, and maybe that's that's why I, that's why you don't need Wilson back. You've got the player you need to line up with your quarterback is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's right. A um, couple of emails here for you, Mike, and I'll lead things off with a Zay Flowers question here. This is from Kevin in Omaha, Nebraska. How confident are you starting a banged-up Flowers with everything on the line this weekend? Thank you, Kevin. We appreciate the email. Yeah, uh, Zay Flowers is banged up, listed as questionable. Um, he gets the Dolphins at home uh, this week, and I should have looked up his injury status as far as whether – I know he did not practice Wednesday. I know he did not practice um, Thursday. He's listed as questionable. He did practice today. Okay. So how confident are you, Mike, in in starting Zay Flowers in championship yeah, I, week? That's probably the, the game that's hardest, I think, out right now what's going to happen in that ravens dolphins game both teams are banged up uh you know if this was three four weeks ago i would say that would be a really high scoring game there'd be fireworks going off in that game but i just don't know i mean both defenses are good they're both banged up that game look like um so i think flowers has a really high floor you know he's going to get peppered with some targets there um you know you got odell is kind of the the you know the, the deep threat there you got Isaiah Likely, so he's he's competing a little bit with targets, but I think he's got a pretty high floor. Um, so I'd feel good if you just needed a solid, you know, 10, 15 points. I, I think he'll get there for you. Um, and then you know who knows, maybe he you know catches two touchdowns. Uh, he's certainly a talented player. 
and, and, they, and they use them in a variety of ways, which which gives that big play possibility, maybe a little bit higher of likelihood of happening with him as opposed to some of the other guys that you might have on your team. Uh, Farrell, the only other email I have for Mike here is from Walt in Portland, and it's about Stefan Diggs, which we already talked about. Mm-hmm. So I will move on past Walt. Hopefully your question's already been answered. We appreciate the email. And I'll go right into you, my friend, to have your final question here for Mike Mann tonight. Okay, my final question, and I'll, I'll put this before I ask the question. I'll put this out there. Trainer once told me the little guys heal quicker, so for whatever that's worth, all, <laughs> all 180 pounds of flowers will will heal. Will he's heal. probably already healed. He's everything. Probably, yeah, already healed. He's yeah. probably just he's probably just fine. Yeah. Um, get off of your teams and look around the league. Tell us who you would not start this weekend. And it's, I think it's difficult in this week, the next to last game of the season, and a very, very meaningful week in fantasy football because it is our finale. Um, it It's difficult to find players who aren't going to produce. But who's the one that you – a good name that you would take out of your lineup and then – uh, are you going to be like John Terry and get LaMichael Pirine in your, you know, give us a name that nobody's banking on to deliver. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, let's see here. I think I'll start with the second part first is maybe some sleepers. I, we met and mentioned Ochain. I think mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be slipping him in. I don't know if a lot of people are playing him, but I think, you know, guys with that kind of upside and, and some, uh, better opportunities with uh, you know someone coming out this this last week of this or second to last week of the NFL season last week of the fantasy season I think it's all about the opportunities that guys are going to get there's so many people banged up mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of targets a lot of carries that are funneled towards people that um, maybe wouldn't necessarily get it so I, I look towards those people Gerald Everett I think maybe um, you know looking at that Chargers team who's going to catch the ball I mean they're going to throw the ball a bunch um would uh mm-hmm. keenan allen's out josh palmer's out you know it'd be easy to go towards those receivers but you know i've looked to gerald everett as maybe a possible sleeper starter good um the eagles i mean all the good offense have great mashups eagles deandre swift i think that's a really good play start all your 49ers um but who would i not start i mean yeah I, I mean, it's it's kind of obvious. I mean, I would, any any quarterback question, Jaguars. I would probably stay away from any Jaguars. Uh, I'd, I'd stay away from Redskins. Um, you know, some of those guys. I, I wouldn't be afraid to, to bench some of those guys. I and, and I think that's all solid advice. And I think you're right. It's it's so difficult um, when when you're talking about no teams on by basically as full of strength as you can get um, in, for week 17, it's tough to say, yeah, this guy was, was great. Um, but I don't like how he's been playing the last week or two. And he's got a bad matchup this week. It's tough to say like, okay, yeah, let's sit him this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the things, and I know you got the, the, um, the words of encouragement from Nick Costantino in the YouTube chat tonight, Mike, a guy who is one third of the last two winners of the FFPC main event, the first, ever FFPC main event millionaires. He gave you the words of encouragement tonight. And um, sometimes I think that having a shallow team or a team that um, like you have this week with Amari Cooper out, Jalen Waddle out, it makes the lineup decisions a little bit easier. And it makes it kind of like, you know, no matter what happens, like, look, you did what you could, yeah. you know, based on the information given to you and whatever happens, happens. 
And exactly. I certainly hope um, I, it's for, listen, in, in, kidding aside, the fact that you came on here December 29th, 2023, <laughs> when you are hours away from potentially being an FFPC millionaire speaks volumes about your confidence. It speaks volumes about uh, the, the level of recreation that you have and, and enjoy playing this game. And I certainly hope you end up winning the million dollars uh, in the FFPC main event. There's a lot of people I hope win the million bucks, but you yeah. are, I, I'm right at the top of that list right now, my friend. Thank you so appreciate much for that. coming on the show tonight. We certainly appreciate it. Enjoy week 17 and have a hopefully really happy 2024. Thanks, y'all. Appreciate it. You got it. That's Mike Mann, the St. Sations uh, franchise owner. Hopping Love that, the high stakes fantasy football hour tonight. Yeah, lifelong Saints fan comes in tonight and uh, and does a great job and a lot of good advice from him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, uh, Farrell, uh, as we um, are are getting into championship week, we have a few minutes left, and I want to get to as many start sick questions as we can because, okay. quite frankly, that's why everybody's tuning in tonight is to hear what we say about this, uh, about what they should be doing in their lineups. Uh, Aaron in St. Teresa, New Mexico, has a fantasy players, uh, excuse me, a fantasy pros championship team that he's trying to move up the leaderboard. Kate Otten or Logan Thomas this weekend Mm. as his flex. Now, uh, Kate Otten and Logan Thomas, neither one of these guys are are top 12 tight ends. But if you're looking as a flex, Logan Thomas at home against the Niners um, or Kate Otten also at home against the Saints. Farrell, do you have a feeling here between these two players? Kate Otten has been targeted around the goal line. And if the Saints are going to figure out Baker Mayfield, they're going to try to frustrate those receivers. I'm going to go with Otten and hope for a touchdown. I think that's the way I go. Like, I just, I come into this, like, after what happened in the Niners on Monday Night Football, mm-hmm. I know they're on a short week, mm-hmm. and I know this is kind of like lazy analysis, but it's tough for me to see a team as good and as yes. veteran-laden as they are to come in and not be all kinds of pissed mm-hmm. off against the commanders this week. So I don't know how much Logan Thomas gets. I think I would be hoping uh, for Kate Otten uh, to fall into the end zone as well. What about this one? Now, this is an interesting one. Speaking of the Niners, Ben in Chicago, I've gotten Patrick Mahomes to my title game, but Brock Purdy has really brought me there. Do I bench Mahomes for Purdy? Happy New Year, Ben in Chicago. From the tone of that email, Farrell, I'm assuming that he has already benched Mahomes for Purdy. Probably multiple weeks this year. Does he do it again in championship week? Uh, correct me if I am wrong, Balky. The Cincinnati Bengals are on the schedule this week. Is that right? Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. That game is in Kansas City. You got to love it. On a team that needs a fix, uh, Patrick Mahomes and, and his tight end uh, go against the Cincinnati Bengals, whose tight end defense is non-existent. The, right. The interior, the the, the slot, the slot corners, the safeties, uh, they point at the end zone and say, "This is where you should go to score." <laughs> this could be a, a record game. But Kelsey is, I think, Kelsey's had one touchdown uh, in the last eight or nine games. He may get three this weekend. This is the game where Mahomes fixes it uh, for their playoff run. Uh, their Purdy's situation is w- w- there's within a scoring number that that he could get. He does the, the game is designed for him to put up 25 fantasy points. Mahomes may get 30, 35. Per, uh, Travis Kelsey, you are right. One touchdown in his last eight games. He's only got mm-hmm. five on the season, and four of them came in the first seven weeks. It's it's been very ordinary performances for him, and he's got to get straight. And the frustration that that they have. This is the perfect opponent to do that with. 
uh, their pass rush, and I, I don't think Hendrickson is available to Cincinnati uh, this weekend. Even if he is, he's somewhat compromised. That's their sack leader. Uh, I, I really like this game for the Chiefs. Um, what about this? Uh, speaking of like stuff we would never ask in week one of the fantasy season, we're asking this in week 17. Uh, let's go with Doug in Pioneer, California. Am I overthinking this? I feel like I should start Chuba Hubbard and bench Derek Henry. And now this is this is intense here. This is and I I always get a little bit nervous. I think Dizzle was alluding to this with uh, Kyle Couch's um, question about being third place in the fantasy pros championship. Like, look, there's way too much cash on the line for me to weigh in on this. But this is an interesting one. This is championship week. Are you going to bench Derrick Henry, who goes on the road to Houston, Texas, to play the Texans in favor of Chuba Hubbard, who is going to be at home? Uh, or excuse me, on the road against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who may not, or who will not have Trevor Lawrence, might set up as a positive game script for Hubbard. How do you weigh in on this? Um, fantasy point scoring over the last five weeks or so have been similar to these uh, the, for both these players. If you think about how they get there, uh, Hubbard Hubbard has like five touchdowns over the last five games. Uh, Henry is much the same. Henry's going to throw you a couple touchdowns, maybe two yeah. this year. Uh, you say, well, Henry. You know, Hubbard catches more passes than Henry. Not really. Uh, Hubbard hasn't been a pass catcher. Henry has caught some passes, hasn't done much with them. Um, but here's the wild card. Uh, Levis is coming back. Levis is playing this weekend. And so I am going to easily dismiss Hubbard. Uh, I would look to get Hubbard in my lineup some other way because I'm not going to put Henry on the bench. Uh, and I, I – I wish the game – the game is on the road, correct? It's down in Texas. Game is in Houston, yes. Yeah, and, you know, Henry is uh, a better player at home, but, uh, you know, I'm solid behind Henry with, with what he can produce. Uh, that's where I want to put my efforts in this week to stay at the top or, as as uh, Mr. Mann described, you know, you have to jump over so many teams to get there. That Henry's the guy – that you're going to really going to rely on, and, right. and you know the Dizzle's talking about me playing roulette. First of all, we we started with we we started with French words, and I guess we're going to end with French words. You, I walk past roulette tables all the time, Dizzle. You know this, but there's real reasons. It's not because he hasn't done well. It's it, Kelsey. It's because this is the perfect matchup for him. And and you know, Balky, I'm not sure, uh, but I would think that Cincinnati. Probably the worst defense in the league against the tight end position. Probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can look it up after the show. Right. But I, I think they're – yeah. So that's what I like. Just getting back to the Henry thing real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, while I am with you and Dizzle, I think you play Henry over Hubbard. It was week 15, two weeks ago. Derrick Henry, 16 carries, nine yards mm-hmm. against the uh, Tennessee Titans – Uh, excuse me, against the Houston Texans, and that was in Nashville. Mm -hmm. Now he did catch four balls, and he gets a touchdown, uh, or uh, four four balls for one yard. He did not not get a touchdown. Four catches for one yard, which is tough to do. So I'm putting it out there. Like, I think it's Henry. But but, it wasn't that the game where they lost the quarterback? 
Uh, they very well could have been. Yeah, yeah I'd have to look up, but I, I think things kind of go off the rails when that happens. Um, let's go off the rails with this final question, or maybe stay on them. It's kind of up to you, Farrell, however you want to take yeah, it. Yeah, I'll usually go off the rails. This is Don in Winter Haven, Florida. Happy holidays, guys. I've gone back and forth all week. Drake London or Adam Thielen? Oh. Thanks for another great season. That is Don in Winter Haven, Florida. Don, we appreciate you. Thank you for another great season of uh, tuning in and watching the show. So if we look at the wide receiver's decision that he's facing uh, this week, you're looking at Adam Thielen again at Jacksonville. Drake London is also on the road. He is in Chicago. Where are you weighing on this? Is it Thielen or is it London, Farrell? It's going to be Drake London. Despite everything, despite the situations with the quarterback in Atlanta and the, the fact that the coach drives us all crazy, uh, the the – it, it's going to be London because this is a premier athlete emerging for a team that, if I if I'm correct, through all these things, still has a winning record. The Falcons have a winning mm -hmm. record, and and you know they have to rely on London. And you know Thielen has been a great contributing player who did well in the first of the year. He's had, he, but you know it's it's he's 33 years old. Is it? He's he's with a. You know he's he's not with the quarterback that he started the year with. I don't think so. You know we we're just we just need to go to where the upside is, and that's London. I'm going to go London too. Um, and and here let me just bring this up about Thielen. So from week two through week six, seven, eleven, seven, eleven, and eleven catches. Fantastic, phenomenal stuff. Then they go on by week eight, eight catches, five, six, and eight. Okay. Not not as good, but still really good. Then week 12 on, one, three, five, four, and then he gets six last week, but that's mm -hmm. against the fraudulent Packers defense, so I throw that right out the window. That one doesn't count. <laughs> one, three, five, and four. Like, I look, especially if you're trying to climb up the leaderboard, I think London is your ticket here. I don't think you're going to win a million dollars or or anywhere, get you know, sniff a million dollars with Thielen in uh, over Drake London, so I am with you. Uh, Drake London here. Uh, the, the Dizzle also chiming in. This is a tough decision for him. The Jags defense is bad. The Bears defense has been good, especially since they traded uh, for uh, Montez Sweat with Washington. Thielen is old. London's young and talented, but the Atlanta coach is a blanking moron. So mm -hmm. he, I don't even know. I, we didn't get an answer there. It is tough, mm -hmm. but Farrell and I are both saying London. So go with your gut on this one. That's the best advice I can give. That is Don. Yeah, Don in Winter Haven, Florida. Uh, Farrell, what a tremendous 2023 it was hanging out Friday nights with you. Uh, we've, we've laughed. We've cried. We've cried again. We've yeah. gotten angry. We've gotten sad. We've laughed again. And then we cried some more. Mm. It's fantasy football. It's why we love it. I certainly hope uh, with everything that you have going on in week 17 with all your teams, I hope the ball bounces your way. Mm -hmm. Hopefully it is a very prosperous, uh, prosperous uh, week 17. We will continue to go to the KFFSC.com. Register for those super Sunday games, which are coming up. You're looking yes. at what, what about a month and a half away? February 10 and 11, two big days, Saturday and Sunday. Balky, you'll be there this year, right? That is the plan. That hey, is and we, we had an interloper in the chat. Oh, J.R. Fenton jumped in there. Oh, he's probably really? coming too. Yeah. And uh, Trevor Holt, who thinks he's getting a bargain on the teams, that's disallowed. <laughs> but he's coming too. There's a lot of pressure on everybody to come in. I checked in with the real Leroy before the show tonight. Mm -hmm. 
and he is coming. And Balky, as long as we get renewed for the upcoming 2024 season, you know, I'll see you in January. Yeah, that's going to be fun. That is going to be fun. We will be here. I, we haven't been canceled yet. So no. as, as long as we don't get any word, we will be here next Friday with our first show of 2024. KFFSC is the uh, KFFSC.com is the website. Farrell, thank you so much. Happy New Year to you, man. Farrell Elliott, the definitive commissioner of fantasy football, hopping aboard, co-hosting the show with me tonight, as he does each and every week. I want to thank Mike Mann, our guest and FFPC main event leader heading into week 17. Farrell, the FFPC, Rob, Bryce, and of course, each and every one of you. As uh, Farrell stated, we have not been canceled yet. I don't think we're going to be canceled, but stranger things have happened. Uh, no, I, I will be at, we'll be back on next Friday at 10 o'clock. In case you missed Tuesday's road of his high stakes lowdown, uh, I got the pleasure to sit down for about an hour with the ninth place overall team in the Fantasy Pros Championship, Mr. Brad Cruz, longtime FFPC player, FFPC champion, KFFSC champion. Uh, he helped you get set for your Week 17 lineups. Check that out in the FFPC socials or anywhere you get your podcast. in case you missed that. We'll be back live on Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern time in case you missed last night's High Stakes Fantasy Football Show on the Better Sports Network. That, again, is uh, anywhere on the FFPC socials as well as the Better Sports Network socials. Uh, Fantasy pros Nate Polvolt and I uh, chopped it up for two hours leading into that fantasy bonanza of a game between the Browns and Jets. It was a lot of fun. And then this Thursday, we will go live again for two hours uh, at seven o'clock with player profilers, Billy Musio. So that's going to be a lot of fun as well. Remember to play the FFPC weekly challenge, myffpc.com. Two of them. You can get in by Saturday's kickoff tomorrow night or Sunday's kickoff at one. Either one of those, you can play for $35 or $200, win up to $2,500. And don't forget the world-famous playoff challenge is open for entry as well. MyFFPC.com. Take your shot at a $500,000 grand prize or a $100,000 grand prize. All you need to do is pick your 12 players in the postseason, one player per team, set it and forget it, and just watch the watch the points pile up through the postseason, and maybe you'll be taking home that half-million-dollar grand prize. Remember to like, subscribe, comment on this video, share the video with your friends and enemies, and get notified every time we go live, which will be Tuesday at 10 o'clock with the Road of His High Stakes Lowdown. Happy New Year to everybody. I hope the ball bounces your way, and Championship Week, your championship weekend, officially starts now. <laughs>this has been another episode of the high stakes fantasy football hour presented by myffpc.com it was broadcast live and was watched around the world bulky and farrell will be back next week with more analysis more interviews and more advice from guests much smarter than they are thanks for watching and we'll talk with you again next week uh, just as a reminder, final reminder, I believe it is, and I'm going to look it up right now just to, to verify. Uh, we do have a Saturday night game this week. It is the Lions and the Cowboys, and it starts at 8.15, so get your lineups in earlier. This is a huge, obviously emotional, um, highly um, provocative weekend that we have with Championship Weekend. Uh, remember, it is just fantasy football. I hope the ball bounces your way. We're talking about life-changing money, but my best advice is enjoy the sweat, enjoy the ride, the journey is its own reward sometimes, and uh, hopefully it will be a very happy new year for you. Thank you for watching so much tonight. We will talk with you again Tuesday. This show comes back again live on Friday at 10 p.m. Thank you so much, everybody.